Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favour and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. Welcome to episode 169 of the After Lodge podcast. I am After Lodge Harlan, broadcasting from the lowly secretary's desk, taking it full circle back to where the After Lodge podcast began. And uh, yeah, well, we did start here, didn't we, Bruce? Yes. Yes, sir. Episode one was, in fact, here. You're in the very exact chair you were in episode one. Uh, not this chair. It was still one of Jason's old crappy chairs. I don't mean the uh, literal chair. I mean the yeah. position that you're sitting. <laughs> that chair. Shut up. Semantics. Well, I'm back at Lodge um, on the heels of another fair. But now there are no more fairs until the next one. Sweet relief. And we have a uh, worshipless producer, Bruce. Yes, sir. Good also evening, the worshipful gentlemen. master of the After Lodge Lodge. And uh, Cartman came back. What's up? Hi, Jeff. Welcome back, Jeff. Uh, because he came out to the fair and is now forever cemented to us in the blood ritual that is working a fair. So, um, yeah, you never get out of this. <laughs> Unless you're Tony, of course, who was supposed to meet me here at the lodge. <sighs> hey! Oh, I thought Nick. that was him popping on. <laughs> that would have been timer. It's Nick, up, and Nick someone who's, who's not Nick. Guy? Who is uh, this guy? I, and... I can see half of two different people. That, well, that's your own fault. Who is this guy taking over my spot? He barely looks like me. Uh, wait. Talking about Bruce? Bruce? Harlan? Har- Harlan no. looks a lot like you. Or Cartman. We discussed this. <laughs> guy with... okay. Well, I do. Uh, Nick's a handsome guy. That's why we keep having him on. Oh, he's, stop he's, it, he's just a prettier version of you. So what's up, Nick? I thought you had, like, uh, 3DK tonight. 
Oh, three distinct knocks are whatever that is. Our podcast at three distinct which just <laughs> ah, there it is. <laughs> we want to stop in and say, Hey, we didn't mean to technically you guys booked on top of us, but yeah, we did. We did, but like we had a we had a national holiday, uh, America. celebrating revelry and treason and whatnot. And uh, yeah, I'm the one that tried to talk you into broadcasting from the fair again, but. Oh, hey, dude, there's no way. Could have guaranteed no it. You could have guaranteed a short show. Yeah. Oh my! No, there, there's just no way. <laughs> that would have been chaos. So what's up, Nick? Oh yeah. Not much. I am trying to do something. Hang on. Don't mind me. I'm not Are here. We merging podcasts because I feel like there's some serious intellectual property concerns. What do you mean? <laughs> We've already stolen so many of your real listeners. Hey, in, I can't. In order to have intellectual property concerns, you have to have an intellect first, yes. right? Boom. So. You know, if, studying agency law. If you want to steal a podcast audience, you can do it the same way that we did it to begin with, which is by producing regular and consistent content, uh, which we have not been doing of late. So we are vulnerable to a hostile audience takeover. Or so even he's not hostile, or even passive. Yeah, mostly passive. Maybe. Harling, can you make me a moderator real quick? Um, maybe. Nice chair. There we go. Yeah, that is a really nice chair. Wait. Arnold's totally updating his game. Yeah. Oh, I can't. He also looks less fuzzy on the screen than on my computer. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> well, that's because I'm broadcasting to you in HD and Nick has... I, don't, I, I actually don't know why. Because <laughs> I have a little tiny Chrome laptop. Oh, yeah. That would explain it. I don't know. There he is. Because I spent all my money on dudes, not on computers. Oh, look who else just joined. Surprise guests. Two Jason Mitchells. Well, so I was just making comments about, you know, a a treasonous takeover and celebrating Independence Day. And, you know, y'all know George Washington, who was a Mason. Uh, He was a Mason? No. He was? Well, he he, no, clearly, no he clearly wasn't because he was a traitor to his country. And okay, here's a libertarian talking. Generally a terrorist. Hey, happy treason day, everybody. Well, belated treason day. That's how it would have gone down. <laughs> Brexit 1776. Yeah. No, I was watching the, uh, the AHC Revolutionary War thing uh, last night because I got tired of neighbor's fireworks. I needed to put some headphones on. And... Uh, they were covering the, the war in the South, which is something that doesn't often get taught in revolutionary history courses. Uh, there was that movie, The Patriot, that kind of went down this road, but usually it's just a footnote about the private armies that basically led to the victory in South Carolina. And they were, they were effectively terrorists. They were colonial ISIS. Like, they were carrying around tomahawks and doing surprise attacks and bombing supply lines and um, I think the politically correct term is they were um, freedom fighters correct yes well they, somebody had to do it because the revolutionary army down there what was it like four fifths of them broke and ran yeah and just kept running so I and I had read that before but nobody had ever really zeroed in on it and called my attention to it like like that installment of, uh, was, I think that documentary was just called The Revolutionary War. 
narrated by some monotone guy that sounds like me and most people wouldn't want to watch it, but I thought it was fascinating. Uh, mostly making those comparisons between you know, terrorists and patriots and is there really a difference or does it just depend on your the, vantage point? This was on the History Channel? No, it was on uh, AHC. American Heroes oh. Channel. Yeah. Which Apparently is not a channel I normally channel. enjoy, but every now and then. Okay. I don't know that we get that past the great, you know, Mississippi divide. <laughs> Probably not. Um, it's a History Channel affiliate. It is. Well, because they didn't want to be the Hitler channel, channel anymore because they make more money on Pawn Stars and American Pickers. So they spun off an actual Hitler channel. Like, they say it's the American Hero Channel, but I call it the American Hitler Channel because most of the time, unless it's a holiday, it's just showing World War II documentaries about Hitler, like the History Channel used to do 24-7. Mm. Um, I, thought, I thought libertarians loved Hitler. Didn't I read that no. somewhere? No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's the definition of... Wow. I don't, I don't know that it it's gets Mus much more state It's What's Mussolini. Dog? Libertarians like Mussolini. No. No. Because <laughs> of the cod liver oil? Is that... No, man. We, we, we just want to be like left alone to smoke our pot and invest our money and yeah. invest, invest your money in state-regulated safe securities <laughs> while driving <laughs> No, there's private roads, Dan. <laughs> Ron Swanson. This can work. <laughs> you guys got to quit making fun of me. I, I have a very very serious role in this very serious political party now. So it's only because there's like three of you. You know what? I'm hey, the first among three. And he's in the top three. That's right. <laughs> well, you know, it's just like Freemasonry in that you get into leadership positions by showing up. There are literally that's, tens of us. That's, <laughs> that's actually kind of what happened. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh. Okay. You know <laughs> that I was at the state convention attended by hundreds, hundreds of delegates. Really? Wow. And by hundreds, I mean more than a hundred. So. Okay. Well, let's remember. Uh, did the model UN show up that day? Did the, no, no. But uh, so we have more than a hundred counties. So there wasn't even a delegate from every county. So, um, yeah. I went to the national convention of the political party of my choice. I'll just point out it's the largest convention held in the United States. Woodstock? Woodstock? No, the Democratic Party National Convention. It's the largest. You went to the DNC? Yeah. When? Not this year. Um, when Dukakis ran. Who the hell is oh, wow. Is that a person? Dude, yeah. are you sure? <laughs> Nick? Uh, hey, wasn't he the guy, right? Or was no. that no? No, that was. Um, Did you have to do it because they George didn't Bush have like on TV? What? He was mayor. Uh, I'm sorry. He was governor of Massachusetts. Yeah, he's the one that went up. He he ran in what? What was that? Uh, eighty-eight. Yeah, it was eighty-eight against Bush Senior. Bush Senior, yes. So the year I was born, you were there. Yes. Gosh, I was girl. two. These are the things that happened before we invented the internet. 
before Al Gore invented the internet at the DNC yes, exactly. that year. That's right. Whenever we talk about things that happened before 88 with Nick, we have to say, in the before time. <laughs> <laughs> so I was sitting in a car with me, David, and then one of our friends who's older than David. And David's telling, some, one of us is telling a story, and we mentioned old people, and we had to pause and see if it's David old or the guy in the back seat old. <laughs> The guy in the back seat, what is he? He has to be like 70 something. He's in his 70s. Yeah. Jeez, that's ancient. He is ancient brain accepted. So, um, anybody got anything new? Because we were uh, just getting ready to close our 10 minute show because nothing exciting has been happening besides the fair. So, Jason was telling us, Jason Mitchell was telling us how every new Mason should read Manly P. Hall if he wants the correct initiatic experience in Lodge. It's true, because it's the best collection of everything wrong ever written about Masonry. <laughs> it's like a one-stop shop of what not to learn. Well, hold on a second. Wh which Manly Hall are you ref Are you referring to his big Western mysticism compendium, the, the secret teachings of all ages, or... Yeah, we don't get even into his homage to America is God's manifest destiny thing. Yeah, but is there a particular Manly Hall work that I should be recommending to candidates or just the big uh, one? The, the big one? I mean, the guy had, okay. what, like 10,000 essays or something like that over the course of his lifetime? It's like some absurd yeah. number. However, uh, so while I would agree that he is a, a terrible... Um, introducer to Freemasonry. <laughs> he he does have a lot of very interesting works outside of Freemasonry. That's why I was not jumping immediately to Hall's defense, but uh I, I've been known to to burn some time on some of his old college lectures. What do you have college lectures? I think crickets. Crickets. Mostly pot. Oh again he's libertarian so <laughs> yeah no he uh no, he, he has interesting viewpoints on Western mysticism, which is, especially in his era, were ill-defined to begin with. Mm. I, I think one of the things about Hall that people... I, he's like Oliver in that he makes ridiculous assertions about the, the origins of Freemasonry, and I, maybe I'm just uh, uh, overly optimistic but I like to think that he means those allegorically and is alluding to a continuous strain of thought rather than a literal origin of a tradition, if that makes sense. That's how I've always interpreted it. Because uh, Jason and I used to go round and round. Other Jason, like Pikey Jason, used to be on the show. <laughs> uh, maybe you could take his place on going round after round on this particular issue. Um, okay, I can do that. We, we do not and never have had anything to do with a group formerly known as the Knights of the Poor Fellow Soldiery of the Temple of Solomon. Splitters. Um, <laughs> uh, mostly that. Um, like, absolutely zero. It was all a fiction made up by a group in the York Rite to attract attention at a time when Templary was like a big hurrah. Well, it, but it goes back longer than that. It does, but I mean... I. See, for, for me, my, my big objection with Hall, putting the history aside, um, is we don't need to invent 
um, or continue the French notion of this initiatic Western tradition that comes to us, at least in the modern world, through the Templars and the Masons. Um, it, so, oh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. He wrote The Builders. Joseph Fort Newton made this great oh, comment in The Builders that um, the two greatest schools in the human civilization are architecture and agriculture. And I don't think that there's any dispute of that. The truth of that is fairly self-evident. But what is incredibly important to me is he speculates on what it would have taken for early man to carve their prayers in stone, to invent architecture, not agriculture, architecture, something that has no real survival notice. This is man engaging his reason and making real that which that's not real. And you find that. We have it. It's called Gobaleki Tempi. It's in Anatolia. Um, Aliens? And, and it, exactly. Sukalos again. Um, <laughs> but we, I mean, we have that. We are the keepers of that spirit. We are the keepers of that tradition of manifesting into the real world that which that doesn't exist tangibly. We are those operators of the moral agency. And it's a divine right of human history and human reason and human ingenuity and our inherent dignity and nobility. And I don't need a fucking French reinterpretation of the Knights Templar that sounded cool in a pre-Napoleonic era so they didn't get hung to make that real for me. Well, some of us like that kind of stuff, though. That's... Um, <laughs> so I mean that I mean that to me that's the big hang up. I mean we have the timeless quality and we have these great callbacks to history uh-huh. and our ritual and that's fine but this whole Templar argument is just, we know who invented it. We we have the documentation. Oh I know. They found it. They found well, it in I'm the a, table. I'm a big proponent of the local Scottish rite actually for that reason. Um I have found it helpful to segregate that sort of French origin stuff uh, to the Scottish Rite Temple and somewhat keep my own Blue Lodge unblemished with my uh, junk food of the brain interest, if you will. Because the Scottish Rite's the place for that, right? That, that's what the Scottish Rite is. It's the French lineage of all of those things we were just announcing. I would argue the York Rite's the same thing. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'm not in the York right, so I really have no idea what they do. First off, the York right's not a right. And secondly, yeah. and secondly, which part of the York right are we talking about? Because because it's not a right, right doesn't all hang together. So if you're talking about the, the commandery part of the York right, I mean, from early on, it never even made a pretense that it was fulfilling a historical tradition. It was fulfilling a need of the membership um, to dress up in Civil War naval costumes and have a, a military order in Freemasonry. Which I actually don't take any issue with that uh, when somebody can just profess that instead of pretending otherwise, which tends to happen a lot locally. Yeah. We've got some true believers here. 
I mean, that's that's the real irony of it all is that the American York right, while yeah, it's comes from the same chivalric source as the Frank as the Franco German um, rights do. Um, it is devoid of that element. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, the York right, as it were, in terms of Templary, um, doesn't have that connection and didn't per, try to portray itself as ever having that connection until quite recently. Um, and yet, most of the time, the guys who say, oh, I want to come into masonry because I'm interested in this sort of Templar, chivalric, spirituality sort of angle of things, join the York right, but that's not where it is. That's over in the Scottish right side of things. Well, it depends on what jurisdiction you live in. Uh, I yeah, I could definitely see that because uh, I have been to some jurisdictions recently where the Scottish Rite is, well, it's dead. It's just it's gone. It was never there. I mean, it may have been there, but it's not now. Yeah. Um, fortunately, my own jurisdiction is uh is better. So, um, it. it I, I do enjoy those sort of, what do we, uh, around here we, we call it intellectual masturbation exercises. Um, and I get a lot of that in the Scottish Rite. Whereas in the Blue Lodge, it tends to be more of that, uh, those stoner type conversations, even though nobody's actually high. With the whoa, whoa, wait. Um, I've if, been to some jurisdictions where that is allowed, good sir. Well, so... It may or may not be allowed here. I don't actually know. I, I don't partake myself, but um, it, it's the conversations. If you walked in at one in the morning on a lodge night, you would think we were all high. Like Tony goes off on some. What if? What if, what if none of this is real? <laughs> you ever think about that? And then. I mean, it's not quite like that silly, but that's the sort of stuff we go down. Or in at certain times, local politics takes the day because, well, we're a small town, and that's just how small towns work. So the Masonic thought exercise of the evening is, what if Sukalos is really right? Yeah, I mean, one of the one of the best qualities and worst quality qualities of our fraternal ancestors is that they really embraced the the virtue of keeping their mouth shut. So that has left us in a quandary a few centuries later um, with like how much of this stuff is or was real and how much of it is fanciful notions on the part of people who didn't know how to keep their mouth shut. And then you have the real deep two o'clock stoner conversation where it comes back to what if it doesn't matter? Um, <laughs> Well, that's a question I don't want to entertain because I don't like where it'll lead. Well, yeah, that's that's true. My wife would just kick my ass and show me how little I matter then. Yeah. Coming home at well, three in the morning. He's talking about the uh, around here. We we uh, we like to 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 joke with the secret of the master's chair, and we make a, a big deal about it. And I can't really go into why it's funny. Crap! Why did I even say this? Um. Anyway. The the what if there's nothing to it question is is kind of a running joke, uh, at least in these parts. That's why we we on the show were well. That's why Bruce got the the pancake trophy, um, and the 
the fish fry Martinism lectures on the symbology of the batter and how we construct it to feed fish to the masses, just like Jesus. <laughs> uh, you know, things like that. I don't recall yeah, battering I... fish. Well, that that's in the uh, that's in the secret part of the Bible that's not open to the general public. <laughs> oh yeah. How else, like turn, yeah. how, much are you, how else are you going to turn two fish into, uh, into enough to feed a multitude? You're going to go to the nearest Masonic Lodge. You're going to turn on the fryers. You're going to lather that batter on so thick. Whoa, whoa. Due notice needs to be given before we start making any food. I don't know what jurisdiction you're in. Oh, what lodge are you from? I'm here by myself and ours, and I'm going to make food right now. Turn the fryers on when he got there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, the important all about some food. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, so did you did you guys already banter about the the massive troll of the Grand Lodge of Arkansas? Uh, no. Uh, we've all been out of touch on the account of this festival that we had no business putting our fingers in based on our capabilities, and we did it anyway. Did you so, guys speculate and come up with more rumors about Alexandria Lodge 22? Nope. We did. Uh, our senior warden is starting a lodge with uh, another lodge, starting a war with a lodge in our district over said festival. Oh. Um, I can't really... There's a lot of folks here by the, nearby that listen to this show, so... Uh, long story short, uh, my brother, who's our senior warden, uh, is processing a declaration of war uh, to be voted on at our next meeting. And there, there was some drama, some uh, alleged credit claiming, and uh, some some good uh, fraternal dissonance. So uh, expect to see us on the news with with. Oxygen tank splattering against Walker, <laughs> being run over by wheelchair. You sons of bitches! Yeah. Oh, fair. Yeah. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be a battle royale in the town square. The streets will run red with batter. When my mother was in the assisted living center, I was impressed at how nasty those people could get with one another. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what happened with uh, with Arkansas? Because I must have completely missed this while I've been out of touch the past couple weeks. So somehow, um, the the joke from the past bastard about the the Will Wheaton Grand Lodge of Arkansas. Um, either someone sent it to uh, I think it was Louisiana. Or the Grand Lodge of Louisiana saw it somewhere, but took it seriously. They actually put it in the proceedings of their grand communication this last week that they had received a request for recognition from the Will Wheaton Grand Lodge of Arkansas. Hmm. Oh, I'm really sad I missed this. So, uh -oh. where do we put in the application? Yeah. <laughs> Probably get to trade the Will Wheaton Grand Lodge. I'm just, I mean, have you seen Jason Mitchell's resume? I mean. Well, he's got most of it hanging on the wall, doesn't he? Are you kidding, dude? That barely starts it. Jason Mitchell's, he's passed 
just just everything. He's just past everything. That's just I don't have no Nick's Nick's got more than me. Nick, who, I, just know, all, I just have all the good books. <laughs> the the last time the last time you were on this show, um, you kind of talked at length about about the population of Masons out where you live. And uh, earlier you were making comments about in the Libertarian Party, if you want to be important, you just have to show up. So I'm just, yep. just kind of throwing that back full circle. Oh, I, <laughs> I, people have asked me on multiple times, you know, how'd you get a 33rd? I seriously think they had to give out a requisite number and I'm still alive. <laughs> That'll do it. Wait, uh, you did that already? already. I'm, uh, you've done that already? Because I'm just now getting my red hat. Damn. Yeah, no, that was a couple years back. Um, that was five years ago. Yeah, I have no idea how I got half the things I got. It's not like I portray myself as anyone remotely worth emulating. Um, the well, best I come is I'm a caution. I'm a cautionary tale, right? You show up on a podcast. <laughs> this podcast yeah. in particular that makes you a prominent Mason. Ooh, that's a I just. I just so want to know how in one year, in two years, you have more titles than I, I can't even really, I, I don't even know what these are, Ele elevated <laughs> to the IX degree and appointed chief adept. That's nine. Oh, that's not, I don't I, know what it means. In the before <laughs> times, they used to say Roman numbers. <laughs> They've actually used those since 88, Nick. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> that, 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 that's not a pre-1988 thing. I mean, Who it is. Who you know it's nine because you know Latin. What's you up, and buddy? probably Jason. They're only people that know Latin. So and you've been in guess who just dropped in on me. Ow. Hey. There's not enough room back here. Why is his stomach on you? <laughs> That's how Did he you mention something about food? The secretary's desk uh, sits close to the exit here, and uh, there's not a lot of room. And then he just squeezed behind me with his heavy breathing. And is that door even functioning enough to call it an exit? <laughs> it is well, now. Uh, if this is turning if, uh, into a really so scary video on the ground, Hodge ever show up, we'll find out. <laughs> Hey, Jason, so what is, when you were ennobled a knight commander of the Red Branch of Erie, what? Pedro. So that's actually, uh, that's actually one of the cool things. The Red Branch of Erie, um, it tells the story of an Irish regiment of military masons. And I don't know how real the story is of the, of the legends of the degree, but it started in the U.S., went dead, went over to England, came back from England into the U.S. Um, and there's like four or five different rites of masonry that did the same sort of thing. The Red Cross of Constantine was declared defunct here in the United States, went to England and came back a hundred years later, having been quote unquote made respectable. Um, there's a couple others that got tacked into the AMD as well. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know. It's cool and yeah, but I don't know. I'm a joiner. I, I just, I have a problem saying no when people are like, Hey, what are you doing next Thursday? And I just hand them my checkbook. <laughs> 
that's why I have a cheap Chrome laptop and not the spooky setup that Nick has. It's because I pay all those dues. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. Maybe we like should make some candy bars about you guys that also include a free deuce card. So the Will Wheaton Lodge. We can have the Jason Mitchell Lodge. And what's no, you need the Will Wheaton Lodge. You need the Trekkers. Have you seen how – I mean, the Trekkers show up. Have you seen how much they pay for their cosplay? No, I don't know. Pay for our stuff. I, I don't know. I imagine one of those Templar uniforms sets you back a pretty penny, doesn't it? Uh, about $1,200 last I checked. Ouch. Yeah. So and that's, that the, sounds... that's the cheap stuff. $1,200 a year? That's it? What the hell? I pay like that. <laughs> no, that's, oh, the that's just the Templar uniform. Yeah, yeah. that's oh. the Templar uniform. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're going through that right now. Where'd you get your uniform from? Bates? Oh, we, we, my, my body, we dropped oh. the class of uniform. We went camp and mantle, so it's, it's 150 bucks for a set. Hey, can you link me to that? Because we're trying to do the same thing at Commandry. Because, I mean, I don't really want to, you know. Yeah, no. Dude. I can do that. Nick, cool. you're getting ready to get married. You need the class A's. No. No, I can't. <laughs> I'm already at that. My, my fiance is a freaking saint with all this stuff. Like, yeah, they're like pushing me. over the edge. Yeah, yeah, so she'll gripe about the expense until she sees you in it. And then... And then. I, we have to wear it. Can we just bring it to yeah. Lodge? No, you should have to wear it. Oh, you have to wear it around your house. <laughs> you have to wear it, but more importantly, you have to wear it again in 30 years, having it never gotten it resized or adjusted. Dude, don't. Why do you have to start me on that? I was at a lodge last week, and that's what happened. You, d dude, replace the damn jacket. Get it washed. 1200 bucks. Get it washed, man. So anyway, so I was in the car. They don't, know the, they don't know how the metals go on. If they take it off, they're going to be screwed. <laughs> I was in the car with my brother, my fiance, and his wife. And my brother's joining York right this weekend. And she's like, so how much is it? And we're like, well, you see the way the bank accounts work. So it's just a little bit like you pay a little bit now. And we're just trying to confuse the hell out of her. So she'll just say yes now. <laughs> And we're like, oh, it's only $80. And that's what it is just for chapter, the degree fee and the dues, sadly. And she's like, oh, that's nothing. And then so we kind of left out council, and then we left out commandery. So we're going to have to revisit that in like two months. Why are you setting them up for a divorce, man? Yeah, it'll be fine. Because we like to take good men and make them better. <laughs> Which doesn't uh -huh. We take good men and make them single. Yeah. Better. Better. Speaking of my fiance, I got more money to pay dues. It was there great chat with you guys. We're out of here. Take care. Thanks for All letting right. us completely crash this. You guys for us. Us. Hey. Peace. I got to take off to you guys. Talk my time. Hey, Jason, thanks for coming on, man. All right, Jason. We'll see you. Later. Okay, guys. Bye-bye. So... That was nice of them. That was hijacked the show. Yeah, well, you know, Independence Day. Um, Tony has finally <laughs> showed up, so we can start our show. I think. Are, are y'all live? Well, right now, if he can get off of Hello Kitty Island Adventure and like get on the <laughs> show, what, what, I put them all in the checkbook.
we're we're live, man. Oh. I prefer for people to not know how much money's in our safe. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> uh, scratch that. Beep. Um, yeah. Tony was showing up to bring us the uh, spoils from the big fair. And uh, there are many, many spoils. Tens of thousands of spoils. Yeah, the spoils are still rolling in. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had a good time out there. We uh, There was a lot of people. Have you talked about the fair? Not really. We, nope. were, we were waiting on you, but... Can y'all hear me okay? No, why, why don't you... You're, you're a little quiet. Because I don't have Wi-Fi. Why? Why not? You're in the lodge. You changed the Wi-Fi password and told everybody oh my but me. God, Seriously? I don't actually know what it is. You're gonna have to get Jeff or someone to text you. Jeff, don't say it. Uh, out loud. Just write it down and hold it up to the screen. Oh right, right, because people are watching this. Or I could just, you know, text you. Send it. Just send it in the group text chat here. Since I have no Wi-Fi. Hangouts. Hangouts has group chat. I've got my phones. Don't text it to my iPad. Text oh it to my iPhone. God. What the, what's the difference? <laughs> Make sure you use the iPhone number and not the iPad number, Jeff. Yes. Super important. So after all of that uh, serious and slightly deep nonsense we just engaged in, it's good to be back I to the I, flavor. I just sent it to the, uh, the text chat in Hangouts. I think that's what it is. No, dude. I don't even remember. No, dude. You just sent that to IRC. No, I didn't. I don't know. It's not in the text because I've got, I've got, no, he, I've got IRC on a completely different. He did different... Sing it, send it to Hangouts, but it shows me the recipients are me, Harlan, Nick, and Jason, which is everybody but Tony. Great. Let me find well, it. Hold on. Here, no, just you, type it in the. Here, I'll type it in. Is you it... sons of masons! Nobody's gonna see it unless they show up here. Yeah, okay, but we have right like there. one person look, watching look the live the right now. I don't want yes, them to. Yes, but they can't see our text chat. Oh, there it is. The live stream can't see the Hangouts text chat. It's not a capital B? No. It's not a capital B? It, it, he typed a capital B, but it's not supposed to be. It auto did it. I'm not even. Is that the actual? I think that's the password. I'm guessing at it. Hold on. It's. Damn it, Tony. Oh, I don't know. Oh, my desk. Don't change your passwords. I didn't change it. That was when we got new internet. Yeah, that was months ago. I changed it. Flame red. There. You should have There's money uh, in my drawer. Why is there Bob money in my drawer? Troubleshoot that, Tony. I have money of unknown origin in my desk. Mm, I feel like I left that in there for something. Is it somebody's Oh wait, I know what this is. Never mind. Carry on. Uh right. I am I am still in disarray from all of the the fair chicanery. Also I ended up with chiggers, so if I'm extra grumpy, that's why. That damn parking field. I got some bites all over my lower legs. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, no, you hey. Oh, that's funny, sir. Room. I was going to go, no, go into the ante room. So, you mute the... Right here. No, you don't want to mute your microphone. See? You, you want to mute your sound. <laughs> there we go. Much better. Well, now there's still going to be an echo. Echo, echo. 
All right, this is going to be weird because he's sitting like right next to me and there's a delay. And y'all are uh, acting like you're in different places. Dude, that, that's still no different than the fair Bruce's broadcast. I'm going to go sit in Bruce's chair. Yeah. Pants are coming off. <laughs> as long as the shirt stays on. I wouldn't say that with most guys. <laughs> Hold on, I just... I did, oh, oh, oh. What, did he take it off just to spite me? <laughs> what is he... What is happening over there? I was just joking around, man. Which one was all a joke? Is that man disrobing in the lodge room right now? Oh, really? Hold on. Did you take your pants off and sit in my chair, you son of a bitch? <laughs> oh, have, Jesus. We have defiled the east. Not, I can't. I can't do it. With the ass of the chaplain. I can't, I can't sit in that chair anymore, y'all. All right. Uh, why? <laughs> why? Why? Harlan, I'm going to be absent for the next uh, 12 meetings. Oh, sh I didn't think you'd actually do it. <laughs> why did you leave your gavel in your chair pointing up? So people won't sit on it? <laughs> yeah, about that. Um... It was pointed like skinny side up, though, not like gavel side up, right? Yeah, yeah. There, there may be a oily residue. Be careful the next time you grab your gavel. Get a good firm grip on it. Don't let it sling out of your hand. <laughs> I use one of the extras we have. That that that'll become the uh, junior wardens. <laughs> mm -mm. Mm -mm. So, um, Tony, how did your uh, how'd your fair go, buddy? If you could, if you could summarize the fair in five words, let's give you five words, Tony. What, what, what five words would you use to describe the the entirety of your feelings about this fair? The biggest event this or lodge ever. Oh, okay, that's pretty good. I, I thought it was just like five maybe words. Better, maybe the this fair town was freaking better. awesome this year, guys. I think. It, it was. It got out of control very quickly in terms of size and scope. I um, was out of control. I mean, Tony so handled it all from as, as far as what I could tell. He did a damn good job of it. We processed Definitely. more in sponsors and expenses through our accounts in the past two months than we have in total the previous like six years that the social club has been around. Wow. It's kind of crazy. There's a reason I have a giant pile of checks and returns and papers and I, I have held more cash in my hands than I will ever see again in the rest of my life. <laughs> you know, it was, it was nice. I tell you what, who really ought to speak to this is uh, after Lodge Jeff. Um, this was his Carmel. first. This was his first event of, of this event that he's seen. He's heard about it on the podcast before. Jeff, won't you tell us what your perspective was of it? It was bigger than I imagined. As you said, I've only, you know, the other than, you know, the preparation meetings over the last few months since I've joined after Lodge Lodge, I've only heard of it, you know, through the podcast, you know, listening to old episodes of the podcast. Yeah. 
And uh, I was not expecting it to be as big as it was. I, I thought it would be more like this one would be similar to the last fair, and that was kind of what I was imagining, minus the low turnout due to the rain. And, you know, yeah. so, you know, Friday we did well until that, uh, you know, torrent started an hour after we shut down all of our rides. Um, but Saturday just blew me away. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm up near the rides, you know, taking pictures to bump for the Facebook. And then I turn around and look down back down towards the length of the park, towards the stage. And there's just people everywhere. It's like, I I don't know where they came from. So Jeff, you, you joined our lodge about the time there was still much (coughs) conversation about whether or not we should even be engaged with this event because of its size and um well mostly just because of its size it is an enormous undertaking that no masonic lodge should ever be tasked with and yet <laughs> here we are we're one uh, of the largest we're one of the larger counties in our state the city that we hold this event in is the largest city in that county it's the county seat for saturday our event was the second largest city in our county. <laughs> right in that park area, we were the second largest city in the county. So. Yes. Yep. Um, I can believe that. Although you say that, but I, I didn't get a final keep in mind, count. I come from last the year. largest city in the state, so it seems. No, no. <laughs> no, we're not. We're the second no. largest city in the county for that day. I think oh, last no. year the, the police were telling us like 30 ish thousand. And this year was way well over last that. year. They, so, they, sh- they shut down the state highways to be able to get people back out to the park. And yeah. I'm so glad big, we didn't leave until four o'clock then. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of people didn't get home till four o'clock. So there was that. But we did, um, but we did something a little different this year that was interesting. Uh, we did not have a carnival, any carnival this year. We went with bouncy houses, and my God, the bouncy houses just freaking blew up. They did. Get it? Yeah, I, I, ah, I, but, um, I love puns. Ah, ah, so, ah. <laughs> uh, those things started as a joke, and that, that's how all of this stuff starts. Like, somebody cracks a joke. Like Tony was was running for office and cracked a joke about how like I'm gonna go start a fair like our lodge does in the county seat, and it's gonna be huge, huge. Just wait till you see how huge. And it was all a joke. And then huge. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, the well, one my- we do in our town started as a bit of a joke because we were cooking food at this event when it was a tiny little community picnic, and it rained on us every year. And then somebody said, you know, we're just going to take this dang thing over. We'll make a real festival. And then there we were. Me it, running for me running for office started as a joke because of you. Yeah. You, you said you were yeah. going to do this, and I took it serious. Next thing I know, I'm freaking running for office. Yeah, everything around here starts as a joke, Jeff. So when you hear somebody joking about things, Except for the cocaine and hookers. That that hasn't materialized yet. And that's a recurring <laughs> joke. 
But otherwise, somebody makes a little funny, and then next thing you know, we're all we're all in it. So we stay after large too late hanging out one night. It's early in the morning. We have to leave to go to Waffle House. And somebody jokes and says, you know what? It'd be nice if we had a breakfast here. We wouldn't have to leave. <laughs> and there became the lodge breakfast. That's <laughs> how that happened. So, well, this is before pancake breakfast were a thing around here. Like, yeah. we, were, we were the first one, I think. Mm -hmm. There was a ham breakfast that some lodge did every now and again. But well, there was a once-a-year breakfast that they yeah. did on a holiday. But, like, the breakfast buffet thing, like, we... We just did that because why not? But some of our best ideas are conceived just when we're clowning around after Lodge. And that's why I'm scared to stay after Lodge anymore because <laughs> after this event, like as the social club treasurer, this event is... The, everybody else is done. <laughs> My work is just beginning. Oh. Well, it's at the point now when we kind of say we we're, we're not interested in doing it. Now there's organizations that start wanting to throw money at us. Please don't quit. Please don't quit. <laughs> okay, that's because we know how to throw a party. People come to this event because it's fun. Well, hey, that is it, it. It's the biggest party anywhere. I mean, it was a huge. Was it not, Jeff? Saturday night. Oh, it was. It was. It was. There was a party. I've got pictures Tremendous. of the. The crowd from the stage and like although granted the the, the crowd kind of stops after the beer garden for maybe 50 feet but it's still it there's a lot of people crammed into a very small area oh man yeah. so we uh the, the funny thing is uh, the funny thing is now we're going to be writing more checks to organizations local organizations than what our typical fundraiser used to be. We'll write one single check for the people that ran, work the bouncy houses. That is more than we typically would make off of something. I mean, it's we're writing multiple ones of those. A check for the parking, a check for the all the volunteers at the bouncy houses, a check for the Boy Scouts, a check for the... Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't want to... That's part of why I'm at Lodge tonight, actually, is after we're done recording, <laughs> I'm going to be doing a bunch of that. So, um, one day we'll, we'll get this done and then Bruce is going to have a, uh, a big community bash on the 5th of August, uh, to give away all that money on large cardboard checks, mm. take all the photo ops and, and all of the credit and glory and just warning you worshipful that, uh, my brother just declared war on another lodge over this very thing. So, Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm glad that was curbed relatively quickly. Not that he didn't have a point, <laughs> but I think it was um, more the result of a misspeaking. It was the result of being sleepless, sunburnt, and hungover oh, with well, chiggers yeah. this year. Yes, that's he, a, he was probably quite irritable. Well, it, the the reading the original things it i i fully see where he came from because that's the impression i got too but well the audience doesn't know what we're talking about other than uh someone oh, tried to steal our glory well the yep. masons are a whole lot like the mafia family <laughs> or jerry or the, the mafia Whatever. families and when one mafia family tried to move in on another mafia family it got messy really quick yeah we we talked <laughs> earlier in the show about the battle royale that's going to be happening in the town square 
Me and Brother Square were talking about that they were going to try to pull that when we were sitting there at the ticket booth Friday. We were sitting, we were sitting there watching. We were like, "Watch! I guarantee you, they're going to take credit for this." Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, they they put a lot of work into being there and making doing a booth. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't. There's there's a lot of listeners to this podcast, and and we love those guys. Uh, just. Just sometimes comments are, are ill-timed when uh, people are sleepless, sunburnt, hungover, yeah. infested well, with chiggers. In their Mostly de- the chiggers. In their defense, and the chiggers. they put a post out that basically was how great everything was, but they made it sound like they put the event on. But they were talking about their particular booth, and they did do well. It was one of the biggest fundraisers their lodges has had. And so they were, they were understandably proud of it, but they made it sound, and some people took it, that uh, they were responsible for the entire event. And when you put in, you know, eight months of work and literally thousands of hours of volunteer labor, and, and it's two days after the event and you're still wore out catching up on sleep, tempers can flare pretty quick. So Don't, don't forget about the chiggers. And the chiggers. And don't forget about the five foot snake that they found up on the stage right before the event started. Wait, what? Oh, really? I didn't yeah, even that's, know that's about true, that. Yeah, they found a five five foot snake was up on the stage right before the bands came on. Well, you guys cut down his home. Where was he supposed to go? <laughs> yeah, we mowed the field. Oh, just Did mow uh, down the field. following the base. Oh. That, that's that's why all the chiggers are homeless, and they found yeah. homes on my leg. Let's say they're not homeless anymore. Yeah. Uh, God, I can, I can put up with a lot of things: rashes, sunburn, poison ivy, mosquitoes, spiders. All of them I tolerate, but chiggers. It's like a, it's like a special kind of agony. <laughs> okay, uh, does nipples listen to the podcast? No. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Pro- probably not. Almost just. He put on it. Nipples, Nipples put a, a lot of heart into this event. Nipples put on a fantastic event, let me tell you. <laughs> I love Nipples. Um, well, you're the one who told him after Lodge. I was sitting at the table when you were giving him the secrets to success. Yeah. <laughs> you said, carry a clipboard and walk around and look busy. Dude, I did tell him that. I said, if you, if you want to look important, carry a clipboard and walk fast. He never oh. dropped that clipboard during the event. He also never he stopped never walking fast. Five miles per hour. Right. No, he wore himself out, and I felt so bad. I, mean, I didn't. I meant like when you're around your boss and stuff, not just. Uh, if he did anything over the course of that fair, it was carry a clipboard and walk fast. Which is normally my job. I was kind of standing around with my hands in my pocket and nothing to do because Nipples had the clipboard and. I mean, we all have my circuit. <laughs> we we had water slides at this event for anybody listening. Oh and boy! That, and that was a blast. Uh, people would come down the water slide, and for the first two hours of the water slide, it was fantastic. But then the water started getting a little murky. <laughs> you know, it was, it was as, very brown. It was very very. It was actually starting to get thick. 
Well, what didn't help is the area around the slide kind of started turning into a swamp because some of that water would overflow and it was just kind of this mud pit so people would get off the slide. I'm sorry, Tony, you, you should be telling this story. No, no, you're exactly right. You you know, you were closer to it than I was most of the time, so you've seen it more than I did. But, but So people would get off the slide and they'd like play in this mud pit and then they would go immediately back in line to get back on the slide and <laughs> by the end of the night, it was just brown water. Mm -hmm. Not like Grayish well, it's or not just mud, buddy. Brown. Right. And, and so the exhibitor that was directly beside the water slide wasn't the happiest guy in the world. Because every, <laughs> every time somebody would slide down and get out, mud would splash up onto their tent. Yeah. You guys know what we're missing from the post-fair show. What's that? We don't have any carny stories. No, we have no carny stories. It's kind of sad now that I think about it. Yeah. Although Bruce, were Bruce, mostly uh, well-mannered and underaged. Wait a minute, your, wait a minute. Your favorite, your favorite Carney was there uh, selling deep-fried Oreos. Did you buy any? I did buy deep-fried Oreos. I don't know who you're talking about. Are you talking <laughs> about the, the main guy? No. Oh. Oh, the oh yeah. Yeah, no, I totally bought some deep-fried Oreos. <laughs> Definitely. Wait a did. minute. Since we also, did... We didn't. Tony, we gotta talk about the pizza people. Because every event we do, I want a slice of pizza at the end of the night to start soaking up some of the alcohol I'm about to consume. <laughs> I have never once got a free slice of that pizza. Oh, we had hot brown pizza. There was a whole pizza sitting there. Yeah, yeah there, after, there, after there the event was, was an over. entire pizza that was delivered to our tent when it was over. I, there was more the pizza was than over. alcohol left over. Yes, but every time, like. I go to any other of those food trucks that come out there. I can go to any of them, and everybody's like, "Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it." But I go to the pizza one. Oh, like no. The pizza lady charges me too. Yeah, she don't give away nothing. I know. But uh, you would have got. Pizza I saw. Her, I saw her fighting with the with the the boss man when he was trying to take the leftover pizza to bring to us. Yeah. And she's like holding on to the tray, like no. <laughs> You would have gotten more, more of that free leftover pizza, though, if you hadn't have been so busy driving around in a counterclockwise cir or clockwise circle, just going in circles. What was up with that? You did that for like 15 minutes. You get like ruts made into the middle of the park. Was he doing like donuts or were they bigger circles? Big circles, just but it just kept going in a circle and a circle and a yes. circle. That he is my post-fair ritual. That's how you know the fair is over is yep. I have stolen a golf cart. And made ruts in the field. That, that, that's when it's over. Usually I have a beer or some drink in my hand as I do it. I was going to say, he did that last fair uh, behind the stage, as I recall. No, yeah, so it, was, it was in front that, of the stage. The fair before that. Because we all that, thought he was going to sink in. All the way back hmm. to the first year I did it when everybody thought it was funny. So I did it the second night. And then our special deputy friend got in his patrol car and turned the lights and siren on and started doing donuts yeah, in the happened. field. That was at in the two in the morning. Field. That was in a in residential community. <laughs> and then the local police came out and were not, not amused. Well, there's a reason. So that was a good year too. But what I was going to say is, since we did the inflatables this year, we paid to rent them, we paid to man them, and all that. Does that make us the fair carnies this year? Actually, I'll be damned. It does. No, the local, Josh has succeeded. Actually, we truly have a carny lodge here now. We became the Carnies. <laughs> we are a Lodge of Carnies. Yeah, we are the Carney Lodge. 
all of my dreams of the Illuminati and G20 and George Bush and black robes and cocaine and hookers. And instead, I joined the Logic Carnies. Well, and as, Got it. and as far as anybody knows, the fair went off without a hitch. What they don't know is at 10 o'clock on Saturday night, Harlan is having a conniption fit because the Carnies have not completed wiring up the fireworks yet. And it's causing me to panic because I've got to go up on stage and announce all the big wigs and all that. And uh, at 10.15, no fireworks. 10.20, no fireworks. That's what time they were supposed to go off. And we have people yelling at us on the Facebook page. Yeah. yeah it was, it's fireworks. At 10.30, no fireworks. All these people came to see fireworks, and they haven't got them wired up yet. So My favorite I just is. I went back and lit up a cigarette. <laughs> and then we had fireworks. Yep. Harlan, Harlan basically went back there and showed his legal badge and said, we are going to have fireworks. <laughs> what was your favorite part, Jeff? The woman that's like, you know, when are the fireworks starting? And I replied very soon. She goes, well, what, what's the, what's the issue? Just a technical. And you're, you're it's pitch black outside. And you, you reply waiting for dark. <laughs> <laughs> Tony got really snarky with the public the last like week before the event. I so, can't say I blame him. Like somebody sends an email from the website asking if there's a schedule of events. And instead of saying yes, it's on the website, Tony takes a giant screenshot of every page of the website and replies with screenshots <laughs> of the website that you're clearly on when you send this message. <laughs> Hey, full disclosure there, that the email actually said, what do you have a schedule of events? I looked on your website and I could not find it. And so <laughs> I took a screenshot of the website event and showed them how to go to the website, schedule of events, and there everything was. So there's, there's a giant red button yeah. like at the top of the homepage. It's huge. That said, huge. That said schedule of events on it. <laughs> so... Oh. I mean, I'm not the best website builder in the world, but damn. Yeah. Uh, well, it's just funny some of the questions you get, and they're asking about stuff that's prominently featured on the website, and they're using the contact form on the website to ask these questions. And it's it's just after a while of answering hundreds of them, you just I I, I get it, but still, it's the public man. <laughs> We did this on Saturday, July the 1st. Uh, on July the 4th, I took about 15 phone calls off the website saying, are the fireworks today? What time are the fireworks today? Like, <laughs> well, it turns out the schedule was wrong. So, Why is that? Well, because it said like 10.15 or 10.20, and they went oh, off yeah. at like 10.40. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, and then, then they it, went off again at like 11.15. <laughs> well, I never did figure out what happened with that. When they had to stop the traffic because they were in the safety circle and all these fireworks started shooting off randomly. <laughs> I, I kind of don't want to know what happened. I was out assisting in the parking lot like a bunch of us do as soon as the fireworks are over. And like we're moving cars and then everything stops. And I'm like, what in the hell's going on? And then boom, more fireworks. Like 20 minutes after they ended. Uh, I don't know if like the, the Windows update was going on on the computer and it just 
forced them or if somebody actually was smoking next to the truck. Uh, no idea. Was there not somebody there, there to ask? Well, yeah, but the, they set up like way, way in the back behind those berms and you have to uh. like go all the way back there. And I was working in an intersection of people who wanted to murder each other. So I really couldn't leave my post. <laughs> I meant like after the traffic went away, but oh no, after the traffic cleared, those people were gone. Ah. And a puff of smoke. Was it a mistake to put the church people in charge of parking? These are the softest spoken, gentlest people you'll ever meet. And we're putting them in the middle of literally people that want to kill one another. It's the war zone, yeah. I thought about that. That's kind of why I grabbed our people and went out to help them. Because last year we had that fist fight. Yeah. Or maybe it was the year before when it was muddy and like the one car cut in line and then the car behind it rammed it into the car in front of it. And then Wait, both of those he? people got out and they were dragging this dude out of the car to beat him silly when the cops showed up. Wasn't Jason and or, um, Josh involved in that or something? I remember well, them they talking were, about that on the podcast. Yeah, that was a different altercation, but the same ah. year. Um, but that cop was like, I, I have to intervene, but I kind of don't want to because this guy kind of had it coming. <laughs> like, uh, well, I don't know if y'all seen the tracks in the in the uh, horse track practice area that they keep all nicely graded and, and all that. Well, there was a truck, a big Ford F-150 uh, jacked up and everything that decided he was going to park in there even when they cleared, when they told him don't go in there. And so he got in there, got about in the middle, couldn't get any more traction, and then just slowly started sinking down. <laughs> just, he just kept disappearing slower. Anyway, just, just yeah. like the top part that, of his truck. That's was why. We sent the church out there because we yeah. let spiritual karma or whatever play its course. Like Pastor Bob says, well, I told you. What do you want from me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I guess you want a tow. We're going to have to wait. One, one problem we have every year is keeping vehicles out of the pedestrian area inside the fair. Everybody wants to come in. I think <laughs> next, next year the story that we use is that um, due to the threat of ISIS terrorists – we can't let any cars pass this point. We, we blame it on ISIS. That works. Well, you, you guys don't terrorists use motorcycles. Yeah. Well, yes. cars, car bombs. Uzi. If you drive past this point, you will be shot. Yeah. Just post that. Or just, just put proper barricades ISIS. up. Checkpoint Charlie. I want nail strips. <laughs> so. Well, you, you laugh. Everybody thinks this is all like haha funny until like the, the one year at our local fair, the smaller one, I was yelling the whole weekend because everybody kept leaving that gate open, like the one back by the ball field. And every time I go by, I'd be like, why is this gate open? And then it was Saturday night, last night of the event, the most crowded night. And then there's all this commotion. So I go over to see what the commotion is. And there's a damn drunk guy in his car in the car. Like, well, I went through that gate and I thought this was the way out. And, and then I'm just shaking my head. I, I got on the radio and said, everybody, take a look at this. This is why we closed the gate. <laughs> and that guy drove home. The cops didn't, didn't say anything about a drunk guy driving through the carnival because they were too busy riding the whirly wig or whatever. Uh, so Jason and I walked him out like next to his car, clearing people. Uh, I would hate to see that at this event where there's, you know, more than 10 times as many people. 
Oh, yeah. Well, but it was a great fair. It's probably, I'm hoping, going to turn out to be a financial success also. But I think it was uh, everybody. No, it's going to be like every other event we do. Yeah. We're going to make $100,000 and we're going to walk away with 1600 bucks. Yeah. Like every other time. It doesn't matter. There's always something. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, that's enough about the fairs. Uh, have we talked about the big event that happened in your life, Harlan? Um, there's been several of those. I guess the big one was, uh, I took my daughter fishing and she caught her first fish with her grandfather. She was very excited. And then she caught the fish and she let the fish go. And then she was done with it and wanted to go to the beach and play <laughs> in sand. Uh, cause fishing is apparently boring and kids don't like it. Huh? I wanted to uh, say congratulations to you on your chairmanship. Oh, that. Yeah, we were uh, joking about that earlier. Okay. Um, you know, the Libertarian Party, if you just show up, it's it's kind of like masonry. You just show up and, well, that's about it. Next thing you know, you're the man. Yeah, the guys we had on here earlier were uh, giving them hell pretty pretty hard for, yes. uh, for that. Uh, what they're referring to is the, the delegates at our Libertarian State Convention uh, elected me as the chairman of the state party. So, um, I've already <coughs> been stuck in a conflict where I'm missing our big awards thing that we're giving away all the money for these figures because I have to go tend to that. Um, and I'm sure there'll be other instances of that. The good news is it's only a year and seven months to go. You know, I kind of went out already. The great thing is, is when you a year and ruined, seven months, it's, it's a long story. I'll go into okay. it. Okay. Off the year, it's supposed to be two years. The great thing is, is when you have a brother that's high up in political power and that type of things, sometimes you might be able to ask him a favor. Well, with the Libertarian Party, since they actually don't have any elected officials, um, screw you. <laughs> We've got three. Uh, about the best thing they can do is give you a really funny meme or something. <laughs> they'll, they'll help you out there. But we have we have three. Partisan officials and a bunch of nonpartisans. No, it's a big deal this year. I mean, the Libertarian Party's coming on. Yeah, I mean, if we we just got to count on your people to find another Hillary Clinton in the bunch, and uh, we'll be smooth sailing. Smooth sailing. And I'm sure we'll do that for you. <laughs> I have no doubt, actually, no doubt, because mm. Bernie will be dead by then. Because that's like what three years from now, so. Um, yeah, yeah, they'll find another Hillary. I don't think Bernie's ever, ever, I think he's immortal. And the reason I think he's immortal is because I also think he's the same guy that used to be that, on that science cartoon. He had the bald hair and the wild hair, the bald stuff, bald on top. And if you look back through history, there's always been a guy that looked like Bernie Sanders. So I think he's, I think he's that guy that he never dies. He just regenerates into something else. He's the doctor. Yeah, he's the doctor. Huh. I got to make a Doctor Who joke on the show. Yeah. This is a first. I'm excited about <laughs> it. Okay, everybody, Doctor Who is this British character. It's a TV yeah. show. <laughs> so we got... Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure our audience knows who Doctor yeah. Who is. Like, you like, know you know they're still making new episodes of that, right? <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, 
our audience will really enjoy this. Make sure that you have Amazon Prime because the tick, the series, is coming back out in August. Huh. You know, like, if Tony ever put a wetsuit on, he could be that guy. The tick? <laughs> yeah. I mean, getting the wetsuit off again could be, could be funny, but... So Harlan's going to pull this coup off at the Libertarian Party. He recruits me as a troll to go with him, and, and it truly was as a troll because in some states, the Libertarian Party is, is, not the, is not smart. They allow anybody, regardless of political affiliation, to sign up, go to their convention, and vote. I thought that's how we were. Well, we were until this past convention. I well, brought yeah. to illustrate the point. Right. And so I go there as a registered Democrat, a member of the Democrat Executive Committee, to vote in the Libertarian Party's elections. And, and we're trying to, we were going to show just how crazy that was. That you're opening yourself up. And so, um, anyway, so we're going to have this big coup. Harlan gets up there, and another fellow gets up there and nominates Harlan. And any more nominations and the current chairman just decides not, to, I think he's seen the crowd and he knew the way the winds were blowing. And so he decides not to run. So suddenly Harlan runs not totally unopposed, but as close to unopposed as you could get. I lost, <laughs> I lost four delegates to Noda. Yeah. <laughs> to, to none of the above. Uh, incidentally, everybody loses three or four votes to none of the above. Cause there's always, in libertarian circles, that guy, usually a handful of that guy, kind of like in lodge when like you, you want to like enter the minutes into the record or pay the bills. There's always somebody that just says no, because they think it's funny. Well, they knew something was up at this convention because a lot of Harlan's delegates that he had in his pocket that were going to vote. However, Harlan wanted to vote. We didn't always know how to vote. And so Harlan leans back in his chair. He's in the row in front of us. And he's either giving us a thumbs up or a thumbs down behind the chair. <laughs> and you can just... <laughs> That's how our caucus works. It's, and so what would happen is when something came up for a vote, Harlan would give it the thumbs up. His delegation would obviously be a little like a half second behind everybody else when they vote. Everybody would say, yeah, yeah, <laughs> because we were waiting on the thumb. We, we, we didn't know. Yeah, it's... It was fun, though. It was fun. Um, and I suspect that next year will be decidedly less fun because there You're will probably be way more people. Well, and I'm in charge. I'm not in charge of planning the convention, though. I've already farmed that out to a committee who knows how to throw a party. They are working on that. Uh, I will be the delegation chair from our state to the uh, general convention in July of 18. It's in Nolan's, and my wife, for once in her entire life, is excited about my politics, just because she wants to go to Nolan's. And hey, my wife already... is always, my wife has always wanted to go to New Orleans too. So can we go too? Yeah. Well, so Marshall and his wife are going because my wife has already recruited them. Um, she's already trying to make plans for for childcare for that week. And she's planning like a big vacation of it. So I'm going to be on the delegation floor doing boring political stuff. And she's going to be out with Marshall's wife having fun in Nolens. 
Sounds good. So yeah, you can come too. You guys can go hang out with my wife and get a list Excuse of me. stuff she wants to do. So I don't know. I'm excited. I feel like I've engaged her in in my politics and crickets. Well, there you go. <laughs> so the secret, uh, gentlemen, is if you want to do more stuff that your wife hates, like <clears throat> masonry, uh, do it in fun destinations, and then she'll be all about it. Like I have to be our our state representative to Israel, and she has no interest. But if I was like the state representative to like Hawaii, she'd be all about it. <laughs> so I'd be going to Grand Lodge in my delegate state every year. So uh, you know, How get some of those tropical appointments. And I got a question, and and this is kind of this is a semi serious question. I travel a lot, and when I go into a lot of big cities, they have a Chinatown. They've down in Florida, you might see Little Cuba, Little Haiti. You know, they've got it um, here in our town. We actually have a town called Germantown. You know, and they have yeah. a lot of German type stuff. And yeah, how come, how come you don't go into any cities and you see like Jewtown? Or, or, <laughs> no, right, you do. Or, or, you do. Little, it's little, called wherever you the banks go, are. Little you go to New York City. It's called Hollywood. <laughs> New York City has that. Uh, well, it's not called Jewtown, but there are. It, it's the Jewish town. There's actually several of them. What yeah, do they call them? What, what do they call them? Like little. Well, I mean, there's there's like Crown Heights. I think White Plains is is a a lot. I don't know ex- a lot of the exact towns because I don't live in New York. But they don't have like a tree. We have we have like- one here in well the big town I live in. It's yeah. The well, big, you're, you're uh, talking about center. near the airport. Yeah, there's like over there by the 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 private airport. But, yeah. but they don't have like a tourist bus going through them. Like you have a tourist bus that goes through Chinatown, and they point out different like Chinatown things to you. Yeah, they well, don't have that's a tourist you go to bus. Chinatown, goes- you're going to get some awesome food. If you go to Germantown, you're going to get some awesome food. If you go to Little Italy, you're going to get some awesome food. If you go to the Jewish town, you're going to get kosher food. And kosher cheese. food sucks. <laughs> Everybody's riding on the tourist bus through the tur- uh, through through uh, Jewtown with their hands over their crotch, afraid they're going to come out circumcised or something. <laughs> no, it's just uh, like kosher food is uh, not as not as fun for your for your insulin levels as some of those others. I say that's it. Yeah, that that would be the reason. I mean, I wouldn't take a tourist bus through the Jewish town. Because they're boring, did. Tony. That's the that's yeah. that's the answer Harlan is trying to get to to not say directly. That's the if I if I rode a bus through through the Hebrew towns, I would only do it on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, that, that's funny to some people. Um, yeah, no, and because we're boring. But wait a minute, German. Germantown's boring too if it wasn't for the food and beer. Right. Chinatown would be boring if it wasn't for the food. The local wrestling promotion used to be out in Germantown too. Yeah, because they're wearing Lederhosen and drinking beer like that. That that's it's all about the food and beer, man. That's how it is in all those ethnic towns. Yeah. Well, you want to have some Cuban food. Except here, if you want good Chinese food, you got to go to Little Mexico to get it. It's dude, our dude, town's dude. confused. 
<laughs> do you have a certain? I guess it'd be wine. Like 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 Germans have beer, Russians have vodka. You know, Mexicans got tequila. You know, Cubans have rum. Do Jewish people have a certain thing like that, or is it just wine? Oh well, we are uh, somewhat renowned for a particular brand of wine that. Uh, of of trashy people around here like to to drink heavily. Uh, Mogan David Boone's Farm. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you ever been down to the trailer park and like some dudes passed out in his front yard with a giant bottle of Mogan David? It tastes just like cough syrup. No, I, I, that's really the only explanation I have, and I can't think of why you'd visit any other town if it wasn't for food or drink. What in the hell? Or that could be another case of me being the accidental racist. So that's 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 likely. Yeah. Well, <laughs> except in this case, it may have been less than accidental. I, I don't know. Hey, Bruce. Yes, sir. Have you been in the lodge since the fair? No. I've, yeah. I've don't come now, buddy. Don't I've come now. It's, it's, it's don't come just, in here. It's it's banners everywhere. Yeah, every table has like a new tablecloth and it's banners. There are banners <laughs> everywhere in here. This is no joke. Um, the lodge room has new carpeting as well. Yeah. <laughs> Why aren't they rolled up? I think they were drying them out because it rained. Oh. We literally had a bigger budget just for banner printing this year than, our, <laughs> than the first budget on our first fair total. You know. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of banners. Yeah. And I, I, I'm kind of interested in how it'll work out if one of the Eastern Star ladies walks in here and we've got these giant Budweiser banners all over the lodge room floor. <laughs> hmm. If only we had some something else we could use the banners for. I got it. Let's go to the people. So they just so the banners just say sponsored by so and so. We'll go back to them. We'll say, hey, do y'all want to sponsor a specific lodge meeting? And then every lodge <laughs> night we'll put a banner out in the front of the road. This meeting sponsored by. You know. Fantastic. We could actually we've got we've got this this item sponsored by and then he disappeared. Yep. Which is funny. <laughs> so he's sitting out in the dining room right now. He's sitting like five feet away from the wireless router. Actually I, from my end it sounds seems like you're having more issues than he is. Oh uh, well I'm not hearing any issues on my end because you know my wife just tried to FaceTime me. Oh, is that what happened? Oh, you, you disappeared from here like for a 15 second. minutes ago when you were naked in the master's chair. Mm, yeah. I'm glad you reminded <laughs> me of that. Uh, how could you forget? Early next meeting to thoroughly sanitize that chair. Hey, we have a bunch of new EAs coming. That'd be a good uh, good first break in for them. Oh, that's that's a good point. Yeah. Tony, is it, yeah. is, is, is it at least streak-free, Tony? I'm no gonna promises to, there. I'm going to have to honestly go back in there and look. Um, <laughs> it, it should be streak-free. Uh, I agree. It should be. But <laughs> of course it should be. Well, uh, he lost the wipey stick at some hotel and somewhere, and so, yeah. Oh, dude, I got the phone call today. The my, phone boss call? And, my boss called and gave me the great news. We did, we, did, we did some different stuff, and I now get to open up a new location in Sacramento, California. So if we have any listeners in Sacramento, California, I'm heading your way. 
Oh, this this could be fun. I'm, I'm Wait sure for the pictures know. of Tony surfing somewhere. California. I'm going to try to look up the Seattle Shriners, what I'm going to do. He's over there in that area. He's in, he's in Washington. He's in Seattle. <laughs> it's close. It's, it's on the same. No, it's not close at all. You're going it's to on the Southern same California. coast, but. That's like as close as we are to New York City. No, it's not. Uh, New York City is on the coast, on the other coast. I know, and we're... we're I don't know. Like, I think straight shot, it still may be about the same distance. Oh, yeah, from Pennsylvania to, to New York City, Western, yeah, uh, maybe. Close. I don't know. I had to look at a map. Oh, yeah. You have Sacramento, you have Seattle, then you have Canada, right? Um, Portland yeah. is in there somewhere. Yeah. And Alaska. I think. You know, Alaska's past Canada. There's a little like tip of it that's in you there. Hit, you, hit, you hit Canada before you hit that little tip. Giggity. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Tony will run into Sarah Palin while you're in Sacramento because that's close too. Alaska. Yeah, Vladimir Putin's out there too. Alaska is you not. You can see it from Sarah Palin's backyard. Have you ever looked at the map? <laughs> Alaska and Hawaii are not that far apart if you look at a map. Yes, they're like right next to each other. They're right next to each Why other. Why are they such different? Well, they, they also have like weird circles around them. Is, is that some kind of uh, protective dome you have to get through to get to them? Yeah, yeah otherwise they'd out. float away. Ah, okay. Yes. Or the Japanese might get back in. They build a wall around them. That too. Uh, Make the, the Japanese the fight Samoans. for it. I was saying the Samoans are the wrong color, so Trump just built a wall around the islands. Hey, dude, did y'all see that woman mummy? That was amazing. Yes. Wait, yes. that was a woman? Yeah, if you read the article, it was a woman. The one yeah, in China? there was no genital. Of course it was a woman. That looked dead up. Like I, ha- I haven't heard that much. I... It looked dead up like a modern-day Masonic apron she was wearing. Yes, it does. <laughs> Which may have been an ancient day kitchen apron. You mean to tell me we're not wearing the same style apron as our ancient operative brethren? And and um, sister thren? And sisterns? Yes. No, on the account of they're white and square and not black and actual like around the neck full body aprons. Made of can we, leather. Can we can we institute those? <laughs> Um, we could. We, we'd have to start an independent body, and we'll call out the uh, the leather workers. We did inst- oh, done. We did inst- instigate those. Oh, there's there's so many. Jo- I can't. Not on the air. <laughs> After the show, we did bring those back. Did you not see the Slack channel? The the uh, breakfast aprons that we're selling now. Yes. So we need to put them on the podcast so we can try to sell some After Lodge breakfast aprons. Our Lodge is becoming very adept at fundraising. And while I'm impressed with this, it seems to be coming at the expense of, well, everything else. Mm. Well, Bruce says he's okay with this on the account of, you know, we got money. He's only got six months to deal with it. No, actually, I didn't say that. <laughs> He just wants to leave with more money than he came in with. And then he can tell all the people for the next 30 years, back in my day, we weren't losing money. 
The uh, you know that's a good point though. What is the correct balance? Do you think we're truly spending too much money on or too much time on the fundraising activities and not enough on Masonic activities? I'd like to so, be telling people back in my day we had fellowship. So I I don't I do and I don't. It's it, it's just this time of year we get that sense because like the fairs and festivals are all crunched here in the summer. But we, we tend to do more of the other stuff the rest of the year. And when I think about it, most lodges that have a lot of substance in other parts of the country, they, they just go dark for the summer anyway. So sometimes I think of it as that's kind of what we do. But We, we kind of go dark and do a bunch of fundraising in the summer. But the fundraising we do allows us to to donate to the charities like we do. And isn't that what masonry is all about is donating to charities? Yeah, I see you trying to push my button, but no, I'm, I'm not biting. <laughs> not biting. Not today. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're known for is our philanthropic work. Our I'll tell you what I'm known for is when my daughter wanted to show her grandmother all the bouncy houses that daddy got her for the fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Dad number one now. Hey, dude, I'm sitting. The kids love them bouncy houses. Oh, yeah. They did. Jeff, explain the bouncy houses, though. It's not bouncy houses. There were, what, three bouncy, you know, bouncy houses that people would, you know, think of. I mean, there was, what, the the 30 some odd foot near on vertical slide, the 30 foot rock wall. A forty-five some odd foot tropical water slide, the seventy foot zip line, inflatable zip line, multiple obstacle courses, the Zorb balls on the track, which I think it'd have been funny to just see somebody try to go across the entire length of the fairgrounds on one of those. But oh, we were going to, and then like those assholes took everything down, like. Before the event closed, and we had big plans for that night. And which they they definitely said before the fireworks show, they were going to leave them up after the show. I mean, I could see the one that they had to get somewhere at like nine o'clock Sunday morning. All yeah, I go ahead and take it. I down, was really looking forward to. Work was empty of people, and, and then drunken Zorba, drunken Zorba balling. And then going down the zip line and the cliffhanger and whatever else was left out there. I wanted to do the cliffhanger. Maybe with with without clothes. I, I hadn't fully thought that out yet. Uh, <laughs> it was going to be a good time. And then they took that from me. On that sad note. Yep. It was a hell of a fair, though. It was, and as you could tell, we're all exhausted. Um, episode 168 did not make its way to uh, to the public airwaves on the account of all of that. So um, by the time you hear this show, that show will be posted. Hopefully this one won't be three weeks from now like the other one, but I make no promises at this point. Um, I was going to let Nick do it, but he just wanted to crash our party with his new friends today. <laughs> so also Tony the 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 guy with the uh with the Castillo mustache thing going on with was David Riley. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, he grew some facial hair, so you didn't recognize him. Oh, that was David sitting next to him. Yep. Yeah, I did not. I didn't recognize him. I say, I mean, he sounded familiar, and I'm sitting there trying, like, trying for the life of me to remember who that was. If you notice, there's there's very few people in Freemasonry who cause me to stop talking when they start talking. David used to be one of those, so you know. Do we? Oh, that, did I tell you my watermelon fiasco? Somebody dropped a watermelon and then... I picked up the watermelons on Wednesday. I, I expected to take the watermelons to the lodge to keep them in a cool area. And I left <laughs> them in my truck all the way through Saturday night. Oh, They weren't that bad. The watermelons were so hot when I went to go get them out of my truck. I've never seen this before. On the end where the stems are, you know, came out, there's literally like white foam where the water, it's just being forced out of the, they look nasty. So they tasted I, didn't know good. What, I didn't know what to do. So I just wiped out, wiped off all that white foam off the watermelons and delivered them to them. One of them still leaked more white foam and they wouldn't use it. Uh, and I was thinking if you'd seen the others, you wouldn't have used them either. See, the Again, sad thing is, is it's it's going to come up in the local news that uh, what is it? Not, not nine nine children. Yeah, some un unknown disease. Watermelon poisoning. Uh, it was watermelon. Yep. So, brother cubed got into the the eighteen and up watermelon contest and. Was asking me after yes he was and he was asking me afterwards he was so excited yeah hey, how did I do and I, I just kind of laughed at him I'm like dude no you you didn't even come close to the others I was told that I should challenge you Tony by multiple people but anytime any place I, I wasn't I wasn't feeling it I no just Tony don't, don't use his water mines <laughs> it's not a fair competition. He just shoves like the whole thing in there. Yeah. Well, like, we had the, everything. What if, what if we agree um, beforehand? No mustard. Oh, <laughs> and, and he can't slather mustard on him like he normally does with his watermelons. Well, we had the girl in the the fourteen to seventeen age group that she started taking bites, leaning over, spitting them on the table, and then going in taking another bite, leaning over, spitting it out on the table. Like the 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 people who were putting it like, on were encouraging her to do it, not eating it, and the judge no, not eating it at all. Like just taking a bite, spitting it out, and the judges didn't see it. Huh? Check out well, check out the on the on the on the fair's Facebook page that that video. You can see her plan as day doing it. Tony, you're gonna have to find this woman and take her ride bracelet back. <laughs> Because um, that's hey, we how we reward people for gluttonizing on, on watermelon is we then give them a bracelet to go bounce in a bouncy house. We did have a nice uh, flag raising ceremony at the park. That was, yeah, that was pretty cool. So, um, and we did give away some ride bracelets for Friday night and they never came and picked them up. Jeff, Jeff, that was a fiasco. I, hey, I didn't screw that up. <laughs> you wouldn't the give winner screwed that up. You wouldn't give the poor lady her bracelet. She didn't come. Uh, that lady did not deserve it. If y'all are Diggity. talking about the lady who was on eh, on Facebook uh, tagging every single one of her friends, telling them to vote for her. 
That is true. I almost didn't pick her as the winner because of that, but it did say the one with the most likes. We had a contest on Facebook to name our porta potties. That that post just about went viral. I mean, there there were yeah. hundreds of comments on that post. And, I still uh, like that. My my favorite is idea. still the one that we had to block. Yeah, that was. I mean, just like. And it was like almost instantly. It was within a few minutes of the original post going up there. Uh, well, the winner and, and, was. You guys may not understand this, but the winner was Blastapots. So there's something like that. What did you? Yeah, Blast a yeah. pot. Yeah, three. That's a, a three words. Blast a pot. Pots. Plural. Mm. But yeah, cool. she had she had eleven comments on it and. Ten of the comments were her tagging three or four people. The eleventh comment was, "Please vote for me so I win this." And then she she wins and doesn't show up. What's sad is she tagged like twelve or thirteen people because she tagged multiple people in some of the posts, and they didn't even go on and like her comment though. That she had less likes than what she had comments. Oh, definitely tagging people to, to like her post. Well, fellas. I guess I'm gonna get off to writing checks. Yeah, it's 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 about that time anyway. I gotta do laundry for county. work tomorrow. Counting some money before I have to take it to the bank. I really don't want to let it go. I'll never hold that much cash in my hands again. I have you a know, hard time believing have that. To fill out one of those anti-terrorism forms. For this deposit that we're about to make. Oh, you do. That's right. You do, don't you? There's make it in small batches. Eh. Take a little bit to this branch and a little bit to that branch. And then no, I and think then I should get the farm and fill it out with like Alu Akbar as the description of funds. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess the, if there's any catastrophe at the fair, it was that period of time that Harlan lost the cash dr drop. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> and of course, everybody, everybody that's standing around is panicking except for Tony. Hmm. We I wonder never, why. We didn't catch on to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can catch this or any other episode on. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's it. Well, you can you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, but unfortunately, we're what, not on four years four years behind now. Well, you know, Nick was going to take care of that for us, and then he found new friends. So. Dude, I've been offering to take care of that. You even told me you would give me access to take care of it. I don't and that have still the hasn't access happened. to give you. He went and started. I never had access to any of these podcasts, Harlan, with with blackjack and smarter people and hookers. <laughs> Probably not because. Because then, then he will have accomplished what we never could. So quick, completely un, unmasonic, unfair related note. So I will, the two of you know, but the listeners don't know. I now work for Tony. And I work in the warehouse. And I drive a forklift. The forklift, my drive neutral reverse is on my left hand side of my steering column. And, you know, I need to flip from reverse to drive, flip it up. I have now, and I've been counting it since I've, I noticed I've been doing this. 
the last seven times I've gotten into my truck and I've gone to go from reverse to drive, I turn on my right-hand turn signal. <laughs> <laughs> this is only the beginning of the ways in which Tony will royally mind silly Japanese machines. Play you. I drive a Ford, thank you. With, with their, oh, wait. Uh, no, I'm thing. talking about the forklift. Oh. <laughs> with, with the, with the hey. backwards controls. Full disclosure, Jeff. Is is that not like like somebody's dream job though? It, it, yes, definitely. No, I, I'm wait. I'm waiting for peak season uh, to see to to make a a final judgment. But it, it's it's definitely a lot better than anything I've done so far. It would be cooler if you had like those exoskeletons that you could use. Dude, that would be awesome. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting on. Then I'll work in a warehouse. Just so I can steal the machine and go terrorize the locals. All right, Tony, you were doing our outro. You can find this or any other episode on a Facebook or Twitter account. Uh, or find us on the Reddit. <laughs> or, or, or find us on the Reddit at poundfreemasonary.com. <laughs> said masonary. <laughs> Uh, or if uh, you're one of the really cool guys, uh, hook with us, uh, hook up with us on the IRC channel, um, and hang out there because we're no we're normally modulating there, uh, lurking there uh, quite often, and uh, I think I got it covered. But call and leave us a voicemail two two one five seven nine two three five three eight. I know. Don't do that. That I'm number well has been uh, terminated. That's why it's funny. Not, not by us but because Google killed it because no one used it. So it's your fault, listeners. Your fault. I mean, it's well, probably ours for never I, I, I distinct, number. I distinctly recall an episode where you all discussed going back and listening to those, and you realized that there was like seven months of voicemails that you all hadn't listened to. Yes, that has not been the case since then. Oh, okay. I've been tempted I mean, to call and leave messages just to see if you all would even check them. Oh, we would get like super excited and then realize it was you and be very mad. So no, I thought the reason we didn't check him is because we didn't get any kind of notification. I think all three of us assumed we got some oh. kind of notification when a message was left. Well, in that and case, that never happened. And then so probably, somebody, probably Jason, just logged on randomly one day just to see, and there were there was like six months of voicemails that happened. Okay, sounds about right. Well, uh, I think Tony nailed the outro because, thank God, if you're listening to this, you already know where to find the show. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, the show notes have all of the other things you should look at at www.afterlodge.com. So I am going to... Tony's like, oh, I forgot that one. Yes, it's not important. Um, I'm going to take a change from our our usual pace and uh leave it at that so thanks for listening brothers and we will see, see you all next time when we see you because i said next week the past four shows and it's been like three weeks between them i'm gonna bug you no, for that I'm which gonna make you do it next week well we should be able to do it next week there's no more fairs coming up so that is true yeah no more fairs so <laughs> there are more fairs 
Hey, brother. Shh. I'm out. Bye. Saturday, when kids go out and play. I was up in my room. I let the stereo play.